Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today, I have Michal Nystetter with me. Uh, she is a trained sex educator, professional matchmaker, super connector, and sex positive mama to her two kids. She holds a bachelor's degree from Penn State University and a master of education in human sexuality from Widener University. After five years of helping clients find loving relationships, she has a PhD on dating. Born in Jerusalem, Mahal is very active in Philadelphia's Jewish community and runs her own boutique matchmaking service. And she focuses on people who identify as Jewish, which she will explain more. She also works as a nonprofit as an in-house matchmaker. So Mahal, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait to talk about Jewish dating and all that good stuff. I mean, I know Asian women love Jewish men. So I hope you can shed some light on as to why and all that. So welcome. How are you today? Doing so well, but you tell me why they like dating Jewish <laughs> <laughs> There's so many reasons why they like dating Jewish men, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, so yeah, what's on the agenda today? What should we talk about, you think? Well, you came up with the agenda and it's five things that you should know about dating someone who's Jewish. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's uh, jump right in then. So what are some things that we could talk about why people like dating Jewish men or Jewish women? And um, we'll go from there. Sure. Well, I'm going to start by saying that this was, was a very difficult list to create, but I consulted my Jewish mother, so I was in good hands. Um, but the first point that I want to make is that every single Jew is different. It's like a fingerprint because our, you know, our Jewish identity is made up of how we were raised and our family and language. And it can also be what level of you know, religiosity, you do practice in your life. So there's secular Jews, there's observant Jews and religious Jews. What are um, the difference? Oh my God. There's so, well, I, there's a lot of different sects of Judaisms, um, but a secular Jew, how they identify is they see themselves as, you know, connecting more to certain traditions, uh, following holidays. They don't necessarily go to a synagogue or to a religious meeting space. Okay. Um, and then people who are more observant or religious, you know, usually belong to a synagogue, maybe live in a community that's only Jews. They could live in Israel. They could live in countries all over the world, but they'll follow, they'll be more observant of Jewish laws, mm -hmm. okay. of which there are hundreds of laws that you have to practice. So if there are hundreds of laws, some people follow one law and some people follow all 613, I think it is. And so like, I think there's a lot in Judaism where people like assume you know, that Jews are a certain way. There's like a misconception, you know, people think about like, oh, Jews who grew up and like go to delis and eat bagels, you know, but that's one type of Ashkenazi, you know, Jew. I don't know if you know the difference between Ashkenazi and Sephardic. Yeah. So, um, but like there's Jews who were in Ethiopia and there's Jews who, you know, live in Colombia and all over the world. So, yeah. <laughs> How's that for an answer? All of Jews. <laughs> are different, you know, right, right. the question is like, what bonds us? Yeah. What bonds you? What makes you guys a great catch? Well, our anxiety, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> what makes us a good catch? Um, I didn't really prepare this answer, but I do think 
I, I do think that something that's valued in Judaism is like a love of learning. Um, so my, my guess is maybe people like dating Jews because they're smart or free thinkers or have studied or have reached a certain level in their career. I mean, a lot of, a lot of Jews have, you know, written books or, you know, won awards. I don't know. That's, that's my guess. <laughs> just very accomplished very ambitious right I mean attractive it's right. attractive to be with somebody right. who is ambitious and smart you know I I like to be with a partner who's who's intelligent so right and uh educated right like that's just some of the things I've learned with my uh, friends who are Jewish is like they value education value smarts intelligence like all that is very important and they want to pair up with somebody who has those same uh, credentials, if you will, because they don't want to like marry down, if you will, they want to marry up, right? So they want someone who's um, just as like they are, especially bringing them home to your parents and stuff like that. So um, kind of like a lot of Asian families are like that. They just are, sometimes they're like education snobs, like did you go to a good school? If you went to a Cal State, they don't think that's good enough. A university is better that kind of stuff. Um, so I could totally see that where you just want to be with somebody who's at your level, if you will. So mm. but, I mean, yeah. who, grew up with a, who grew up with like a love of learning, who grew up in an environment with a lot of books. Right. Yeah. Like that. See, I'm like part Jewish. I think I love books. I love learning all that stuff. <laughs> These are very positive, positive stereotypes that we are discussing. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fit to everybody, but, you know, I'll go with it. The love of learning. That's yeah. what you can choose. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. All right. What's up? What's on your agenda? Okay. So the next one is about, there's a really strong difference between how somebody grew up as a Jew versus who they are now. So when I do my matchmaking meetings, I ask people about how they were raised so my question is like is Judaism a part of your life now and if so what does it look like and usually they go way back into time and tell me about how they were raised versus what they do now so for example like maybe they went to synagogue growing up all the time or they went to a Jewish summer camp for a lot especially for American Jews in North America. And they'll tell me like, well, I didn't drive on Saturday or I kept a kosher home, but now I'm less strict about this. Or sometimes people are more strict about this. And so it's really interesting to hear their journey and how that shapes, you know, their dating practices as well. So do you find a lot of them are the way they grew up? And the way they value religion is very different than now. Do some of them reject it or do some of them say, well, I grew up Jewish, but I don't really need to go to, um, you know, I don't really need to go to synagogue or I don't need to go, you know, be so religious now. Like, do you find that um, as they get older, they want to embrace those uh, traditions or they don't? I mean, what, what's your experience? It's hard for me to say a trend because I don't have a PhD in Jews all over the world. I do know who's been coming to me and who's been attracted to me mm -hmm. um, and, and speaking with me as a matchmaker because some people do, you know, become more religious and seek out mitzvah matchmakers, matchmakers who don't charge and work within Orthodox communities and things like that. But because I've been a secular matchmaker and I myself 
Um, I'm not very practicing. And I married someone who isn't Jewish. A lot of people who have come to me have an interest in dating someone Jewish. They haven't always dated someone Jewish necessarily, but as they get to an age where they want to have kids and things like that, it becomes higher on the priority list. And so I ask them, like, is this a priority? Is this a number one? Is this a deal breaker? So I need to really understand that. And we have to break it down, of course. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to me. Do you, is it a stereotype or an assumption that Jewish men, what percentage want to date and marry a Jewish woman, would you say, if you had a guess? Oh my gosh, I have to guess. Wow, I have no idea. I, I just think everybody's so different when they, and you know, I even work for a Jewish nonprofit and people have different answers as well. Okay. So it just varies. It just it varies does. depending on what they want. It just varies, but obviously, you know, in matchmaking, so many of us who do work with Jews do hear that desire to find mm-hmm. somebody who grew up in a similar way to, to them. Actually, I was going to bring this up in a later point. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> Okay, let's move on okay. to the next one and then I'll get I'll catch my thought, I think. Um, okay, okay. Okay, so the next one is kind of fun. Have you ever heard of Jewish geography? No. Okay, so my third, my, my third point that you should know about dating somebody Jewish is that they love to play Jewish geography. So it's this game, if you will, but it's really just about when two or more people, Jewish people get together and it's like a staple of small talk across North America, especially, but it's probably applicable to all. And so you try to figure out like if someone's Jewish and who you're connected to and how, and it usually takes like three or four questions until you find someone in common or you look each other. Like eventually I pull up my phone and I'm like, okay, let's look at the LinkedIn or the Facebook and who do we have in common and how do you know them? Wait, that's a thing where you meet someone Jewish and then you try to find like a link between the two of you if you know common friends? Always. Yeah, I'll, oh. you first. I'll tell you a story. Okay. I was picking up my daughter from, um, from a little dance camp that she was at and somebody came to pick up their daughter and they had a dog with them. And when they talked to the dog, they referenced their daughter and said her name and I could tell it was Hebrew and I never heard it before. I was like, Oh, so are you, you know, like, are you a Jew? <laughs> you know? Like, what does that mean? You know? Um, that's called bageling when you try to figure out if somebody's Jewish. Um, oh, what? And- I've never heard of that. <laughs> True. Bageling? Okay. So, um, and he was just like, yeah, it's Hebrew. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Like, you know, I, I speak some Hebrew too. Um, and then, and then I think it probably took three questions until we landed on someone in common. I was like, oh, so are you new here? And I found out where he was from. And I figured out, you know, and then we got to a Jewish summer camp question and he was like, I do know somebody from a similar summer camp, but in Toronto, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, try me. And he said the name. And you (laughs) knew that person. I know exactly who he is because he was friends with him in Israel. And um, yeah, I wrote to, we we like both took a selfie and sent it to a friend in Israel. And he was like, wow, Philadelphia, the center of the universe. That (laughs) is awesome. Okay. So that's like a common thing. I didn't know people did that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Jewish geography. Okay. Okay. I learned something new today. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. What else? Okay. That was a good one. Okay. And then um, number four is, I'm sure you've heard of Shabbat. um, And I want to just suggest, you know, if you're Jewish or not, a good 
deal breaker, deal breaker. No, I want to say a good icebreaker that you could use when you're on a date with someone Jewish is asking them about their connection to Shabbat, how they practiced it in their home. So if you don't know, you know, in Judaism, it's, you know, the, the end of the week, the day of rest. And some people really take a break from social media. Some people put down their phones. Some people are truly observant and like have to have all of their toilet paper pre-ripped, you know? So everybody has a different way that they observe that level of rest. And it's really a cool thing to talk to somebody when you're dating them about how they like to observe and what they like to do. And for me, like for me, Shabbat is about bringing people together. It's the end of the week. We do blessings, you know, as a family and my family, we do blessings and we do a reflection. Um, so that's, that's my thing. And I like to have single Shabbats too, where I invite people into my home. That's how I grew up. My mom would always have friends over for Shabbat. So that's every week at the end of the week, you would yeah, do that Friday. every Friday. <laughs> so do you do that now? Do you observe Shabbat now where you still invite singles over to your house and your husband's okay with it? And because you said he is not Jewish, right? So he's not so Jewish and he's an introvert. And so right. sometimes we'll keep it to just my family, but okay. sometimes I do do it as a dating event. And it's really just a nice I'm inviting that guy with the dog actually to oh. my home. Um, just because it's a nice way to bring people together that are couples or singles. And and I think there's something beautiful about having people over in a yeah. in a safe and welcoming space. And you know, and these traditions like lighting a candle, you know, so it starts when the sun sets. Okay. So you light a candle, you make a blessing over the wine. And these traditions have unified Jews for thousands of years. Yeah. Something beautiful about doing that with other people. So you're saying that's a good uh, date question to ask another Jewish uh, single. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're on a date or do you just bring it up in conversation if you're just friends or. Oh, you, you could do them? both. Okay. Okay. Totally. Yeah. How do you practice Shabbat? Invite me over sometime. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a good uh, icebreaker and a good way to scoop up some invitations to people that you want to hang out with. So I think there's something nice about having yeah. open door policy, right? Like get yourself invited to a Shabbat. I invite non-Jews to my Shabbat dinner. Do some Jewish people don't invite non-Jews to Shabbat? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think people make a point to invite non-Jews. I think though, if you know somebody is like, let's say in your city and they don't have family there, you do try to make a point if somebody is Jewish to invite them. Okay. It's like a, a good deed. Yeah, that is a good deed. That's very nice. So are you saying you did that last Friday then? Yeah. Oh, last Friday. Um, well, you know, I'm a, I'm like a crazy social butterfly. So we do, um, we do like things on, I live in South Philly and it's like row homes and we're all on the block and like a lot of the kids play outside on Fridays. So uh -huh. we did, so we did like pizza Friday and I, we lit the Shabbat candles outside and like did it with all of the non-Jewish kids on the block. And we said like the prayers and ate a bunch of pizza. Oh, <laughs> it's really cute. And we, explained it. Shabbat and we explained what Shabbat is to them and it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. Okay. Yeah. So what else? What's the fifth thing that people need to know if they're going to date a Jewish person? So, so I think, so I was thinking about this one. Um, and I think like if, I think that honesty is something that's valued in Judaism. And if you are dating someone Jewish, you have to have a lot of 
transparency about like who you are and your level of interest or interest or like practice in Judaism and asking them theirs as well. You mm -hmm. see that a lot, right? When people are in relationships with someone Jewish and then they'll say to the person like, oh, I would never marry you because you aren't Jewish. Have you heard of that happening? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering is like, do men who date Jews, do you know that they're 20 something, 30 something? So you know that they won't marry a non-Jew. So there's a, a, not a thing that goes around Asian community is like, oh, you're dating a Jewish guy he's just going to date you and sleep with you and be with you, but he's not going to marry you because his first wife needs to be Jewish. Yeah. So Asian women kind of like think that or expect that like, well, he's probably just going to date me and he probably loves me, but he probably can't marry me. So it's not until later in life that I get a lot of men who come to me as their second marriage um, that they come to me and they're like, I'm looking for my next wife and I'm going to go with an Asian woman this time because I already had my kids and, you know, I already had the Jewish kids, raised them Jewish, married a Jewish woman. And now it's like, now he's going to marry someone who he wants. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's that, um, at least with Asian dating, I've heard that from a lot of, uh, Asian women who love Jewish men, but think that eventually they're not going to marry them because the guy wants to marry someone Jewish you know so. and it's based on experience right and so and so what I'm saying is my piece of advice is that you need a higher level of transparency and that you can't really shy away from these direct honest conversations right. because there's differences of beliefs and backgrounds and I think that that's important in any healthy relationship. Um, but I was just talking to my matchmaker, my matchmaker friend, and like we talked about how the Christmas tree is like the linchpin. Um, the will you want a Christmas tree in your house? Yes or no. Because right. the one thing, one thing is if you're like, oh, cool, I'll do Shabbat, I'll come to your Passover Seder. But for a lot of Jews, it's like, I'm fine with whatever, but I will not have a Christmas tree in my home. Oh, really? So that might be that might be a deal breaker for some. Yeah, like, yeah, totally, okay. totally, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, do what if someone who's Jewish marries someone who's Christian and then how do they decide what religion to celebrate? I mean, I guess that's where it comes in the yeah. transparency and how and religious they are. The, yeah, like it's, it, there comes like in the transparency and then there's so many things and levels of support that can be provided to that couple to explore these things. Like where I live locally, there's a rabbi who specializes in inter interfaith couples and she does education workshops for them. Then there's like programs that send couples to Israel where one person is Jewish and the other isn't. So there's so many different options and ways that you can explore this, right? Right. Right. Or 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 walk away or and date somebody who's of your faith or of your ethnicity because it is tricky to navigate. You know these these relationships are harder to navigate. This level of transparency is more difficult, but it's required of you and it'll save you heartbreak. Right. Well, I think if um, a client who comes to you who's looking for someone who's also Jewish, they're not. They're that's who you're going to set them up with, right? It's not like they come to you, they're like, I want to marry someone Jewish. I'm looking for another Jew. And then you set them up with someone non-Jew. Do you know what I mean? Like as your job as a matchmaker, wouldn't you not try to cause that anxiety in his or her relationship? 
Totally. But I also want to understand why they want to date someone else who's Jewish. Like I want to know is like, is it, you just want to find someone who's like you because it doesn't mean that they're like you if they're also Jewish, you know? So I just have to understand what they mean when they, they say that they want to date someone Jewish because there's such a wide continuum or spectrum of being Jewish. So we have to hone in on that because it's a very different experience. If you're an Argentinian Jew and you marry someone who's a Sephardic Jew, you know, you're still gonna have to work through a lot of cultural barriers. You know, your foods are not the same. Your language is not the same. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll honor as a matchmaker. And I'm sure you do too. You want to honor, you want to honor people based on what they're searching for. If you're able to deliver, why wouldn't you give them? Yeah. I don't, if someone came to me and they're like, I'm looking for someone Christian, I don't think I would set them up with someone who's Jewish, right? Like that's, that's not who they're looking for. So why have them risk falling in love and then have them deal with that? If, but I can see if you meet someone organically on your own, maybe it's a coworker that you two end up falling in love and you can't help it. Right. Like that's when you really have to cross the bridge and really have to figure out those issues and have deep discussions about that stuff and be transparent. But I feel like if someone's coming to me as a client and they're looking for someone Christian and they're Christian, that's who I'm going to set them up with. Cause that's what they paid me to do. Do you know what I mean? But if you meet them on your own, then that's a different story. Like a lot of other things can happen if you meet someone on your own. So well, this is the beauty of being of matchmaking. And this is the beauty of being a conscious connector, because when you're conscious, you do these things with thoughts and you're thinking about values. I don't throw people together, you know? And I think being a Jewish matchmaker, it's in the fabric of my identity and my history, you know, and it's about listening to people and understanding them and doing this with a conscious mind. You don't just throw things against the wall. Right. 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 Very good. Very good. Um, well, I guess I just had a couple questions. Um, so where, where do you find your single Jewish men and women to be part of your database? Like, where are you recruiting from? Um, Ooh, what a good question. Um, lately Facebook has been such a wealth of people because I get friends and friends of friends that way. And I've been going on, um, Jewish Facebook groups and there's this awesome trend that's been happening, not just in the Jewish world, but very much so in the Jewish world where you recommend others to date. And you'll say like, oh, here's my friend. He's a doctor, whatever it may be. Um, and people will post about them and matches have been made you know, in that way, there's a really cool group called Corona Crush. And then there's Meet Jew. And then I just started my own last week. So I don't know if you heard about it. And it's called Date Them. It's called Date Them Jewish. And I wanted to create this space where you could recommend people who are interested in dating Jews. Um, So anybody could join the group, but you would post about somebody who's Jewish. And I want to make this like open welcoming space where you say, here's my friend, they're X, Y, and Z. And then also a little full disclosure, you know, part or piece because I want people to be able to share things that might make, might leave people out of a normal dating space, right? So if I join the group and I have a single Jewish friend, I would post him or her on the yes. site? Yes, yes, then, with, with okay. their consent, of course, with okay. their consent. And then you can either have people write to you and say, I want to meet that person, or you can tag that person in the Facebook post. But people have gotten married through these Facebook groups. So 
that's my goal to get to <laughs> get okay. to a wedding or something where people magically met through my Facebook group. So it's a, it's an inclusive space for people who are like LGBTQ or people who are patrilineal Jews, um, meaning that their father is Jewish, but their mother isn't. So we'll see what people, you know, post, but everybody's welcome. What is that term you just used where? So, so the way that somebody is Jewish, like through, through law, through Jewish law is because your mother is Jewish. Right. Right. And that's what, and that's what makes Judaism, you know, a race or an ethnicity because it's matrilineal and it's how the Jewish people have survived. So okay. patrilineal Jews, it's when the father is Jewish. Okay. Okay. But, but is that important to someone who's dating and they're looking for someone Jewish and do they, is that an icebreaker question? Like, is your dad Jewish or mom Jewish or does that matter? Um, that's a loaded question, May. Um, it's something that is important to some people. For some people, okay. it isn't important to them, but some people do get excluded from Jewish dating spaces. Oh, okay. But your group does allow that. My group does allow that. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I've matched people who are patrilineal Jews. It's it's a really good question, you know, because some people don't want to work with people like that. I'm open to that, but people who are more religious they're not right. open to that and that's fine that's right. fine it's they they observe jewish law in a different way and i can still collaborate with them because that's people that i'm open to working with and they're not right right okay okay so what else um so people can join this group your facebook group and they get matched up for free is that how it works the group yeah okay yeah it's just this a all, um... of us, all of us are becoming matchmakers all of us right. can do this right okay. okay uh so you have that and how else would people find you if they want to work with you or have someone to refer to you yeah so um i work for the local nonprofit tribe 12 but that services jews in their 20s and 30s in philadelphia um but in terms of my own service you just look up jewish matchmaker on tiktok that's me or michal matches m-i-c-h-a-l matches that's me on instagram and you could reach out there Okay. Okay. So I guess my one last question about dating Jewish um, <laughs> is actually, what is the perfect date that um, people want to go on? I know it doesn't matter what religion someone is, but in your ideal world, working with clients the past five years and uh, in your own business, uh, what kind of date do you suggest someone go on? Like, what's a perfect date if you can wave your magic wand and you want two brand new clients to do this, what would you like them to do to get to know each other? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you're, I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but I was thinking, I was thinking something like um, meeting for ice cream. Um, and so like, that's what you would be doing. But, but the reality is, I think that a really good date is when you connect and when you find places where you overlap and connect and it's not an inner, an interview style, right? Right. right. Well, uh, ice cream date is very fun, right? Like it brings out the playful side in both parties, I think, because ice cream, you think of it, I don't know, I think of ice cream as a uh, kid, you know, or happy. Like when mm -hmm. you think of ice cream, you think of those things. So it's kind of cool to be like, hey, I'd love to take you out. I love, I love ice cream. I know this brand new place down the street or whatever. And it's like, huh, that's a unique idea to take her out to get ice cream, you know, so it could be an ice cream and a walk. It could be uh -huh. you know, anything. Sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And then you could talk about the different flavors or maybe share or, you know, uh, get to know each other that way. So I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Like a cream date, like a yogurt date was always very popular (laughs) in Los Angeles, you know, California. Oh my God. (laughs) Like smoothies or like juice bars or, you know, healthy places. Um, I deal a lot with Asians, obviously. So I love suggesting like a boba date, you know, like go and get boba. Do you know what that is? The tapioca? When I was pregnant with my first child, I probably in, I just inhaled so many boba teas. (laughs) I love boba tea. Yeah. That's That's actually like a test. Okay, let's do that. I changed my answer. (laughs) Boba tea is the way to my heart. (laughs) I mean, it's almost like a a fun thing to do. And whether I set up someone who's Caucasian and Asian or both Asian, like I love setting up boba tea places because then you could try different boba tea places. And it's not just boba that goes into these drinks. You know, there's like aloe and I don't know, other kind of uh, fruits and stuff like that. So it's very uh, interesting, but. All right, well, let's make a match through my Facebook group and we'll concierge the whole thing and set them up for boba tea. Deal? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, sounds good. Okay, well, Michal, thank you so much for your time. I uh, just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about the uh, Jewish community because I love Jews and I love the religion. (laughs) I love everything about uh, what, you know, Jews stand for. I think uh, Jews and Asians have a lot in common. So I think that's why I have a lot of uh, Jewish friends. So, so yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you, May. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.